<coughs> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Welcome to the Young Mind Podcast. My name is Diana Menezes. <laughs> and I'm Vince Galanco from WhenInManila.com. And yes, this is the Young Money Podcast where we talk about the young at heart and how they make their money plus how much money they make so diana how much money are you making now <laughs> oh my god it depends now i, I want to make it more sustainable now no like my business is is what it's called it's show business <laughs> right right well um... so yeah i'm learning a lot through our show and i want to thank you for that because if it was like personally my own thing that I would just like create on my own, I would go so all over the place if not for you. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. Because this makes it very good to our listeners to understand how to make money. So thank you. Yeah, oh. I'm learning a lot. And let's well, do more, you know. Well, thank Maybe you as well. Yes, we, I, I love hearing your insights and questions every time Every time <laughs> we have guests. Um, I, I, I learn from your questions and the things you... <laughs> Yes, yes, in a good way. So, yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, and, and speaking of being makulit and fun, one makulit fun thing I love doing, I'm a big geek, I love games, both video yeah. games and board games. Now, I don't, not a lot of people know, especially um, especially maybe the older people. Older people, you talk about board games, they, they think of Monopoly and Scrabble. That's uh-huh. it. But did you know that board games is a, a multi-million dollar industry now? And there's wow. thousands of board games that get released every year. And it's a huge industry of its own. It's, it's entertaining for family, for friends, for parties. And what's cool about our next guest is he has the stores that bring in the board games here. In the uh, Philippines. Yeah. Wow. And, and some of the top games globally, some of the best games from all over the world are brought here. So let's bring on our guest. This is Hans Fernandez from Gaming Library. Uh, they have stores in um, Shangri-La Mall, in uh, Juan Bonifacio, BGC, in San Baba, in Greenbelt, etc. And of course, they're online, I believe, gaminglib.com. So let's bring him on. This is Hans from uh, Gaming Library. How are you doing, Hans? Hey. Hey, Vin. Hi, Hans. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Hans. Hans, I gave a very brief intro. Maybe you mm-hmm. can tell us a little bit more about you and about Gaming Library. Uh, so Gaming Library, our, our vision is really to bring people together, uh, but in an analog way. Uh, I know there's been a lot of talk with, with COVID and people being on screen always. So, so uh, our vision is to actually bring people together. We want to see people smiling. We want to see people, you know, talking and backstabbing each other in a safe environment, in a safe mm-hmm. social uh, gaming environment, uh, gaming okay. experience. Yeah. <laughs> Competing in a game way. <laughs> yeah. Um, we we have we do have three stores. We have uh, Green Belt, Shangri-La, and one one Bonifacio BGC. As of this morning, uh, we are looking to do our fourth, despite the pandemic uh, in, in 2022. Uh, I reveal, but it, it's going to be a quite a revolutionary concept, I think. And then we do have our a shopping mall. We have a Lazada mall as well. Uh, and then we also have our own website. We have also partnered with Gcash to be in G-Life. So you don't even need to go elsewhere. You just go into uh, Gcash. You'll find gaming library inside Gcash. <laughs> oh, uh, so it'll nice. be very convenient for you as well. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. And uh, so Hans, how did you, because board games people usually do for fun, but 
you did it both for fun and for business. How did mm-hmm. that happen? Uh, well, uh, I, I really believe it, that to be in business, it, it's not just about money. Um, mm. Of course, money is one thing, right? Uh, but but passion is something that will allow you to get through those days when, when things go rough, like when money is out. And, and there will be days in any business right, that, that, that there will be struggles. So I am a big fan of putting um, basically what I, I love to do. And if it impacts a lot of people, I want to be able to bring it to life. Uh, that's the one thing that I, I really enjoy. And, and uh, I've faced struggles, like people said, uh, but... That may joke pa na uh, board games are board games, uh, and, and it just made me strive even further to to be able to prove to people that that board games are not just gaming, but, but it's a cool social experience. We started out with uh, I started out with just twenty twenty five thousand, basically my my first salary paycheck. Uh, <laughs> that went into the first shipment of ever of, of gaming library, and uh, I. I, I didn't mean it as a, as a business at the start. Uh, I, I didn't craft a, a fancy business plan with PowerPoint slides and, and figures. Uh, it, it was just I wanted to bring more games into the Philippines. And then apparently a lot of the board game publishers and, and makers are, are not familiar with, with, with the Philippines as a country. Mm, so, interesting. So, yeah, so when, when they found out, uh, they said, oh, well, why don't you, you retail and, and distribute for us? So... Um, th- that's how it really got started. I I didn't do any numbers back then. Uh, basically, my my first two to three paychecks, I, it went into gaming library uh, to 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 start the business. Basically, <laughs> so so what were you importing? You said your first paycheck, you were just importing <laughs> games and to sell to friends, or were you? This was before you eventually reached out to the publishers and or they reached out to you. So no, how, how was that? Yeah. Uh, uh, I want my first paycheck. I actually just wanted to buy games for myself. <laughs> uh, bo- board games wow. aren't. Yeah, bo- board games aren't cheap. Uh, most of the time, uh, you you'll find board games at about five hundred to seven hundred pesos, and, and that's the affordable ones. Uh, those are mostly the card Spice. games. You, you, uh, there are games now that reach all the way unto a thousand to a thousand five hundred on on minimum, and then there are games that we just brought in that cost about twenty thousand pesos. Wow, um, but, nice. but, but those are giant games that have a lot of miniatures, plastics, and, and cool, fancy metal coins and stuff. So uh, I, the 25000 actually, that was just for me to start my collection. And, and then I, the publishers, I remember it was uh, Fantasy Flight Games before, who, who said, nah, why, why don't you just do retail uh, in the Philippines since no one, no one there buys from us? So that, that's how it got started. And um, apparently that company... That, that, that company that the first I first worked with uh, Asmo Day Group, uh, just yesterday, they got sold for two point eighty five billion euros. <gasps> they got so, so so a lot of people think there's no money in board games, but the biggest company in the world got sold for two point eight billion euros, and, and that was billion just confirmed last B? night. B B B B. B. And that's euros, Who not, not US dollars. Are they part of Marvel now? <laughs> <laughs> so wow, uh, yeah, it, it, it's really funny. And so uh, when people say there, there's no money in board games, that video games are gonna kill it. Uh, no, uh, contrary to popular belief, it, it's actually it's actually growing exponentially, um, th- th- despite the COVID situation. Parang I can see that, no? Kasi like, mm-hmm. for example, you want, you need to get together once in a while din naman. 
And I mm. think games are a great social way of, you know, interacting with each other without mm-hmm. having so much effort on like mm-hmm. social skills. Cause all you have to do is play, you know, and mm-hmm. then eventually you'll develop some sort of friendship or connection with people while you're doing mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. it's amazing. Like, cause of course we can't say like it's just pandemic. It's just online. People still sneak mm-hmm. out into each other's house and do mm-hmm. something fun. <laughs> so yeah yeah that's that that makes a lot of sense to me and that's mm-hmm. amazing it's a huge industry i didn't know wow so mm-hmm. so hans for for games. non-gamers out there uh, can you because if you mention board games to people they only think of monopoly and scrabble yeah how would you like introduce board games to a non-gamer who's never heard of the newer board games so essentially i would call it we we call we have a term in, in the industry it's called modern designer board games Essentially, think Monopoly, Snakes and Ladders, Cluedo, Uno, uh, Jenga, and, and Scrabble. But think, what if you have creative artists and directors, just like in a movie, find a way to put it into uh, into our times. Basically, reinvent the, the wheel, per se. Just the simple rolling of the die, what happens after that. And then they put their own creative spin to it. Um, so, for example, for Cluedo, it has evolved into escape room experiences that you can do at your home. The, there are also uh, games where you can be a detective. Now, instead of just being um, being contained into uh, the board game in, in Cluedo, you're actually going to find uh, real-life evidence on the web to look for clues. You go to a website, and then you try to solve the mystery inside that game. So that's how... Cluedo evolved uh, throughout the years, and, and it's it, it. Now we we just brought in a game. It's called Detective. Uh, it, it's a uh, the one of the designers there is from Poland. He he's a math genius. He even founded this website where the game evolves over time, um, and, and that's one of the aspects of board games. So essentially, we want to be able to give you guys a, a unique experience. Whether you want, for example. I know a lot of people are into risk or war games. They try to narrate or have or they try to have uh, different experiences. Like Dungeons and Dragons is one. It's becoming a thing with Vin Diesel and uh, all of these celebrities in the U.S. running role-playing games. So uh, these are essentially tabletop experiences uh, where you gather in the table and you get into this whole experience together as a group. And that's one how I would introduce board gaming uh in, in general and so far it, it it's actually gotten a lot easier for for games uh there are games now that can have educational benefits to it um mm. there's a game acquire that teaches mergers and acquisitions in in the stock market um there's a so game a for of, that yeah um, <laughs> amazing yeah, yes and um Uh, I don't know if people know this uh, author, Robert Kiyosaki from Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's a famous uh, yeah. book, right? He designed a, a game called Cashflow 101, which yeah. is essentially you get to experience his book in a board game. Because he, mm-hmm. he believes that reading is one thing. You need the theories, but to actually experience it, it, it is a different teacher, basically. And The, the goal is for people to be able to have that simulated experience in a safe environment. Because most people, they, they don't venture into business because a lot of uh, people are afraid of failing. Right? And 
uh, unfortunately, not all of us are, are are blessed with a financial safety net. So games as a way give you this exercise, give you this opportunity to try out theories and see if it works and you can apply it in real life. So what nice. are some good games for starters, for beginners to try mm-hmm. out? So uh, the first one that I would really recommend, and it's gotten a, a lot of traction uh, ever since the pandemic uh, is called is the game called Pandemic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> essentially, it's a game where um, was this made during the pandemic, or is this an no, older no, no. game? It, it's very old. It's a very well. Huh? It, it's a ten-year-old game for sure. Oh, um, yeah, and um, the goal of the game is there are four different viruses uh, ravaging the world. You have to work oh. together as the World Health Organization. Some player will play as a scientist. Some player will play as the, the the pilot, and your goal is to contain the virus. So you you'll experience they they're making hard decisions like uh, we can't contain it in the in Asia anymore. Should we give it up and block off Asia from the rest of the world? Mima, ganong um, challenges with, with the game, and I think that's one of the games that drew a lot, and, and that's how this and. Uh, Incidentally, the 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 game, uh, the design, uh, the owner of the game, is also the same company that got bought for two point eight billion euros last night. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Another one. Is that um, the one? Embracer. Group? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Uh, I think Embracer Group is from Sweden. Mm-hmm. They're venture capitalists. They're not gamers. A lot of them, the machinery behind uh, the the board game industry. While you have a lot of passionate people inside of it, there are still venture capitalists and, and there are still a lot of financial savvy people uh, mm-hmm. at the back end. So another one that I would really recommend is a game called Just One. Essentially, um, the goal of the game is to get to know all of your play, all of the people you're playing with. There is a clue that you guys need to guess. We we call it the modern Pinoy Henyo, and everyone would just need to give one word as one clue so that um, one person can guess the secret word. Uh, the twist to the game is if you guys have the same clue, you guys get erased. You don't show the clue. Um, so, so that's the twist to the game. So the goal is you, you want to be able to understand the way that other people are thinking and then you complement each other. So for example, if the clue is um, Spider-Man, uh, one player would say Toby, the other would say Andrew, the, the last player would say Tom. <laughs> Parang, uh, uh-huh. That's how they would that's how they would complement e- each other that way. So that's another game, uh, just one. And then the last game that I would really recommend is called The Mind. Uh, it, it's very easy. You guys have a you, you guys just have cards. Uh, the goal mm. of the game is to arrange the cards in order from one to one hundred, but uh, once there is a something, uh, once you put a card that is ahead of another player's card, you lose the round. So mm-hmm. you guys would have to wait each other and feel each other out. Uh, should I go this round? Should Should I wait for another person? If I have like fifteen, do I wait until thirteen, fourteen comes? So, out so you or, can't talk. You can't talk. Uh, yeah, okay. you can't talk. The, the 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 game is called the mind, is because you go through a series of challenges. And the goal is you you have this mind sync. Uh, you develop this mind read with each other as you go through challenges. 
you you better cool. understand each other. Uh, a uh-huh. lot of players play it as a as a a lot of companies play it as a a, a corporate bonding team building team building experience because uh, most of the time communication between departments is is a big problem. they have this? They always claim we want to break the silo mentality where if I'm in finance, I only point out problems. I don't care about I don't care how other people would fix them. So uh, these games they they, they they offer a way for people to talk, engage, to break down these walls um, and, and that thinking. And, and you now have concern for another person because you have to go at it as a group. So most mm. uh, these are the top three games. Most of them are very cooperative because that's been one of our biggest uh, key outlets. Um, we want games to be educational. We want games to be a good bonding experience. Um, and of course, when it comes to the money, the, the, the corporate stuff is the big money right <laughs> how many players do you need per game like for just one for pandemic and for the mind uh pandemic you can play solo uh actually no. so, so if you, if you love a challenge you can play it solo but most okay. of the time this one is about three to four players I for see. most um for competitive gaming uh there are a lot of people that also engage in that where it's just one versus one and sometimes mm. the, the games become as long as you don't score, I will win. But then in the end, nobody wins. It's just like a prize war where, where people fight each other to the death. And then <laughs> no, one win, no one earns any money and then no one wins. <laughs> so that's why I would say three to four people would be the sweet spot. Hi, my name is Janine and I am inviting you to come listen to my podcast called Adulting Millennials where I talk about lifestyle and adulting how-tos here in the Philippines. Available on all podcast platforms and powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. So, um, Hans, can you give us back to the business side of things? Mm-hmm. Um, can you give us some uh, how 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 is board the board gaming industry here as far as I mean, how's business? How, how mm-hmm. did you turn this passion into a business, and how's it doing? So, I, I was pretty fortunate enough that uh, I think ten years ago, eleven years ago, sorry, eleven years ago, that's when I started. Um, forums and social media were just starting out. I was uh, I was one of those people who would always visit forums simply because of my uh, I, I love basketball and the thing then back then to talk with other like-minded people was through forums. I got to know um, uh, that there was a, a community of board gamers that also conversed through forums, and then Facebook just amplified that capability. So I, I started with an online store. I got a very good deal with uh, this platform called Shopify. I think a lot of uh, people in this industry know. I still have a legacy um, package with them. So uh, the idea with Shopify, it's a built-in platform. Their idea is to grow people who are entrepreneurs, but who don't have a lot of time and who don't have a lot of manpower and assets because hiring people is quite expensive. Um, so I, I, they, I, I remember it distinctly. Um, they had, uh, when I was subscribing to, to build the website, uh, they had this, um, contact form to say, if you want a, a custom made package for you, uh, send them a proposal. So uh, I sent them a proposal and 
they came back to me and say, oh, we really want your, we really uh, appreciate your passion. You're in the Philippines. It's not a big market, so we'll definitely help you. So here's the package. So the, the thing is, as long as I don't upgrade, that package is super sweet. Like I get 0% transaction fees. I only pay once a wow. year. Um, I get all of the advanced features, but I only pay like 30% of the cost. And I like how um, you're whispering, like no one can hear you. <laughs> But for the listeners, at least at least you know that that's too? a legit industry secret. <laughs> he, he, he's just he has to whisper it. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, but uh, but but yeah. So so that that's one of the the things that really allowed uh, gaming library to be to get to where it is. Uh, we I, I I was researching all of these retail experiences in. in uh, in the U.S. and in Canada, and then I was looking at uh, blogs, blogs, on YouTube, on how people really were able to do their own startup companies, and uh, from there, you know, the, the the best thing about it I learned really early is there's it's free to ask, ask. but as long as you ask nicely and respectfully. So um, that deal I, I got with Shopify is one of the best deals I've ever done. Um, I still keep it to this date. I have other businesses that I have put up with websites as well, especially with the pandemic, and I can no longer get that deal <laughs> simply because Shopify can't give it to me anymore. <laughs> and <laughs> so uh, th- that's been one of the, the key aspects. Uh, read a lot, Re- like really read a lot. Uh, a lot of things don't get mentioned on, on vlogs and on YouTube because most of the time they're being condensed. And in reading, you get to see people who have different experiences. And most of the time, the people who like to write are a bit on the experience side of things. Like, aka, they're, they're a bit older. <laughs> so they've done, they, they've, expe- they've done a lot more. So, and then try to open your, your mind. Because one of the things that I've done is I didn't listen first to business people here in the Philippines. I, I listened to, to people who have done business in, in the US and in Canada. Simply because for, at least for my industry, board games was almost non-existent in the Philippines. Every, everywhere that I've talked to, people would say, oh, board games, low margin, bulky shipment, and then high price. So parang like, if you put that, they have this thing called a product quadrant where they always look for products that have the highest value at the highest profit at the lowest price. Because that's fit for the Philippines, right? But the thing about it is what people don't understand is if you're in that segment, everyone will be competing against you. In in board games, I found that no one wanted to compete with me. (laughs) (laughs) And so you you have that first mover advantage. You have that that niche to come in. Um, And and that's basically one of the the key secrets that I've been able to do with, with, with Gaming Library. I went online first, and then I went physical stores uh, afterwards. The thing with physical stores is we wanted to reach new people. Uh, there is a limit to how you can reach, reach people online, uh, despite the pandemic. Uh, the physical stores give a, a different, unique experience that you get to feel things, you get to, you get to see the components, play with the cards, meet people, right? Because that's the essence of the industry. And, and that's why we opened one store per year ever since 2017. Mm. Mm. 
Okay. So, uh, yeah. Diana, have you played any board games? Yeah, Ever? but then, yeah, I did. But what, what, what games do you I remember? I would say that I remember, well, the traditional ones, and I also used to buy, but I'm not sure if it falls on, under the category of board games. I have tons of it at home. Those drinking games. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Human, yeah, yeah. what is it? Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> Cards Against Humanity, I have each color of it. Yeah, like all of those. Oh my God, I had my face now. And then I have all this stuff. Like I used to go, to, I used to love finding places like Gaming Library, but I wasn't aware na ang dami pa pala. Alam mo yun? And I used to go talaga and then I search. Ano pwede dito pang alak before? Kasi before I drink, now I don't. So then, then eventually I was like, okay, Everything turned so digital, so I didn't look for it anymore. But now I'm like, this is so interesting. I want to go back. <laughs> so, now, so now you've moved on to that stock market games that Hans was talking about. What <laughs> <laughs> you learned also from. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> but yeah, I think Cards Against Humanity, I think that was, if not one of the best-selling games in the world or something. I, I think that was also my first game board game other than the Monopoly Scrabble old yeah. game. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of my first. Is it? Is that one of the top sellers, Hans? In Google? yeah, it, it used to be. It, it, if I remember right, it even got featured on Ellen. The 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 guys behind Cards Against Humanity in in, in the board game industry world aren't really the best designers, but they're okay. the best marketers. Like they did it really well, and they were one of the first games to to use this platform called Kickstarter. Right. Um. Oh, yeah. It's a new platform. Uh, where create where you're basically crowdfunding games, mm-hmm. and because you're doing crowdfunding, you you skip all of these intermediaries. Like you, you don't need to go through a distributor, you don't need to go to uh, to retailers, and you get that marketing engine uh, simply because Amazon was pouring a lot of money into the website to reach a lot of people. So so you try to ride that wave as as well. So they were one of the first companies that really. Um, utilize that platform. So that's one other uh, thing that uh, I think your listeners would can really learn from. Look for platforms that people are investing into and you try to ride that wave uh, as much as you can Be- because you, they will have this halo effect that will definitely benefit you or your own business as well. Mm-hmm. So how about here in the Philippines? What are some of your best-selling board games? Mm-hmm. So uh, the best-selling board game that we have is, is Just One Philippines. Basically, we, we took the best party game uh, in 2020, and we added a local Filipino culture into it. So instead of just plain English words, we have, uh, we have people that, have, um, that can relate to. Like, for example, we have Jollibee, and then you have to match Jollibee with, with a lot of other things. Uh, we, we have uh, Filipino celebrities as well in there. Uh, we have we have landmarks uh, that people can relate to as well, and it, the the beauty of it is when you try to add that local Filipino culture into it, the the possibilities of clues become really wide open, and, and it's just a, lo- a lot of fun. So so that's one, uh, just one Philippines. I think it retails for about nine hundred ninety nine pesos only. The next one uh, that's uh, the best selling game is called uh, Exploding Kittens. Oh, uh, I have ex- that. Yes, so. Um, Exploding Kittens, it was based on a webcomic uh, by Oatmeal Group. And um, the game is essentially Russian roulette, and then you add cats I- I- into it. So mean, though. 
but <laughs> I know. No, no cats are harmed in this game. No cats are harmed okay. in, in, in that game, yeah. Um, and um, they came out with a new version this year. It's called the Recipes for Disaster. Um, <laughs> the idea is they added some of their best expansions into the base game. So they now have the... Um, what's that thing called the, the, for, for animals so that they stop scratching themselves? The Cone of Shame? Yeah, the the cone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we just just called the cone. I think. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then um, they they added a few uh other components into it. It's now in a new format. Uh, that's we're we're currently sold out. I I, I it, it, we we brought in a lot of copies in in one month. We're sold out, and it's not even Christmas yet. Um, oh. the third one is called um, it's a trending game on TikTok. Two million views uh, on TikTok right now. The game is very simple. It's just called Taco Cat Go Cheese Pizza. Taco? Uh, Taco Cat Go uh-huh. Cheese Pizza. Again, no cats were harmed in, in this game. But uh-huh. uh, the, the goal of the <laughs> game is um, basically you, you just put down a card and then you need to keep repeating the sequence with your other friends. So for example, I say taco, Vince will say cat. Uh, you, uh, Diana would say cheese. cheese. No. Go, yeah. uh, go goat and then paulit lang siya taco cat goat cheese pizza if the mm-hmm. card matches we have to slap the table the last person to slap uh... the table would need to get all of the cards back and uh, the first one to run out of cards wins the game of course there are special cards like you you have to you have to act like a monkey you have to act like a, a unicorn or something like that oh, um, but it's trending on TikTok 2 million views on worldwide they have sold 2 million copies in one year in the wow. philippines we have sold a thousand so it, it does sound like you were explaining earlier that these are design modern designer, designer. games yes. it does sound like that because that sounds like an old it's it, it's a game that i used to play just with poker cards mm-hmm. where you put down the cards in order ace two three four five six seven eight nine ten jack queen king and mm-hmm. if the card is placed down is the same card you you read out loud you say out loud you you have to slap the table you have to slap the mm-hmm. deck yep uh and the last person to slap the deck they get all those cards and the person who runs out of cards in their hand is the winner the person with cards in their hands the loser loser so mm-hmm. so it sounds very familiar to that but with a modern and cool twist unique mm-hmm. twist yeah yep. okay uh the the twist to that game is um they uh they tap um certain linguists and they found that the rhythm of, of the words by starting with taco and then ending they tap uh, with linguist. Oh yeah, my yeah, god, yeah. that's so, so in depth. <laughs> and, and then the, the last one is pizza. Uh, you would always get into that rhythm. Uh, that yeah, it's actually rhythm. easy to remember. It's yes, easy it's to say. It, it blows off the tongue. Taco yes. cat, goat cheese pizza. It really, mm-hmm. yeah. And oh then, my god, um, that's so pizza. deep. They got linguists. Yes. I'm sure they no, I can imagine no, that everything is really well thought of. Like, like yeah. they probably do a lot of research. That, that, mm-hmm. Like, that's not something I would ever think of. Like, oh, we need to get a ling- hire a linguist <laughs> to perfect this line so that it I'm don't sure be even psychologists, frame. no, probably. Yeah, right. they have, yeah. 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 it's Man, a neuro, um, neurohacking thing, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, us into that. Yeah, I'm the, studying neuroscience. Yeah. The the person who designed the mind game where you have to arrange cards in order ah, yeah, without talking. The mind game. Um, the designer is a microbiologist, so he, he he's a scientist guy in a, uh, who who designed these games. And, and I'm definitely the designer, getting right? that one. <laughs> 
uh, and most of the time the, these games uh, they're really done by professors um, or uh, key opinion leaders in the, in their field, and and they try to apply that in, uh, in terms of their philosophies and their learning in, into that experience as well. So that's why when people ask us, oh, why is this game so expensive compared to toys? Uh, that's because there's a lot of creative thought process that went into these games. Um, and usually some people would say, oh, we, we, we can just print the card and stuff like that, right? But most it's of not the, the same. The, the, it's not the same. The, the cards are different. Um, the it's artwork different. is there. Um, we, they tap a lot of uh, um, designers just to design the box together with the artwork and everything just to, so that they can give you a, a great um, item. Um, yeah. So those are the top three. And in fact, the last one, there's a new version. Uh, they call it Taco Hat Cake Gift Pizza. <laughs> okay. Wow. They have different so, versions of it already. Different versions, yeah. And, and there's another one coming out next year. Uh, it, it, uh, it, it's really fun. Um, uh, I remember in um, for us, we, we printed 2,000 copies. It was the biggest print run we've ever done for one singular game. And despite the pandemic, it's doing really well. Um, we just packed during last twelve twelve. Someone bought twenty pieces in, in one go, um, and they're making they're using it as a gift for the whole family. <laughs> yeah, they sound like they sound like great gifts and great. I was gonna say giveaways, also. giveaways or or okay. and, and Christmas. I I feel like they fit any situation. So family, it's great family bonding. Friends, mm -hmm. parties. I feel like any game can be a drinking game, especially yeah. here with Diana. Um, <laughs> oh, not anymore. Back in the day. Back in the old day. Now you can take shots of uh, of uh, vitamins Tea. or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, so, so Hans, what are, because you did mention party games, are there, are there genres of games? And how would someone know what type of game they should get if, if they've never bought games before? Um, so, so first, are, what types of games are there? Uh, so there, there are a lot of games uh, because the industry has evolved throughout the years. When I first started, there were just Euro games, essentially games designed from Europe. Uh, and then we have what we call the Ameri Trash games, uh, which is games designed in America. And uh, go, the, the, the reason why it's called Trash is because um, it, it's loud. The, the idea is that people would shout, people would would laugh all together the europeans you see their culture they're, they're very quiet they, they 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 want to make things as efficient as possible and that's because most of the designers are from germany so 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 the, 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 they have that way of thinking um and then we have what we call the, the party games most of the best party games come from france for example just one the one that we printed uh was done by a french yes that that one uh by a french publisher and it goes to show with, with friends, uh, they love games, uh, and especially they, they drink wine with games, right? So So that's one other aspect. Tagalog siya. Yeah. yeah. Well, really? Taglish. We, we add taglish. that to Taglish, yes. And then there are games for uh, business and strategy. Um, these are games where you try to build a civilization and then you beat on other people. These are games where you, you learn about there is a game called Power Grid where you learn about running an electric distribution business. Essentially, Meralco, the board game. And then there are also games that are called um, the thematic experience games. Uh, essentially, these are games that tell a story. You go through a campaign together with your friends. Uh, most Some examples would be Game of Thrones where you get to play one house. 
Um, and you, you get either get to play as the Starks, you get to play the Lannisters, ganun. Um, and then there's also uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, where you get to play as Bilbo Baggins or whoever um, in, in, in that experience. So if you guys are looking for to get started, uh, there is also a category called Family Slash Gateway Games. Um, essentially, they're called that because they're designed to hook you uh, into the world of gaming. Um, they're very easy. Rule book is just one page, one to two pages usually. And most of the time, you can just watch the video online on how to play. Uh, they're usually played in 20 minutes uh, or less. They give you that, that, that experience where, huh, I could have always done better to beat another person. And, and then that's mm. how they, they get to hook you by, by speaking to your competitive nature. Or... Uh, there are games also that are in that same genre where you have to help each other, just like uh, it, like the one that I mentioned called Pandemic. And your goal is the game will beat you. It's designed that you lose seven out of ten times. But because the idea there is the game will challenge you as a group, and then you get to repeat it over and over again. And from there, that's how you get started, and then you start exploring the world of board games, um, depending on your, on your taste. Hi, dear listener. My name is Christine Abregana, and I've just started a podcast that covers true crime cases from all over Asia. It is called Asia in the Shadows, a true crime podcast. Ever heard of the eight immortal restaurant massacre of Macau? Or the pop star turned killer from Malaysia? Or perhaps the mysterious death of a Maldivian model with blue eyes in Bangladesh? If not, then make sure to tune in to Asia in the Shadows, a true crime podcast where I will be sharing three stories every month on a Wednesday about the most jarring crimes in Asia. For more information, make sure to follow us on Instagram at AITSPod. See you soon. So if, if I were a new gamer, what game should I get? Um, should I, and I, I assume there's people at the stores who can help uh, find a game fit for me, but just for now over if they're listening here, if they're a new gamer, I mean, how do they find out what, what a good first game should be? Uh, first, uh, you, you need to understand the objective uh, uh, that you want out of the game, right? Uh, do you want a game that you can play with a lot of people? Uh, do you want a game that, where um, you get to learn something? Or do you want a game to be able to bond with a certain individual, whether it's parents, kids, or, or, or your significant other? Um, once you do that, it will be very easy. If, for example, you want to have a, a good time with a lot of people, you, you go with just one. Or um, if you want a game where you get to learn something, whether it be it business or um, strategy or uh, team building, I think you should go with either this game called Ticket to Ride or Pandemic. Uh, Ticket to Ride is a game where you connect trains uh, all across Europe. And then the last one is if you want to play with your significant other, you want to have that bonding experience, uh, The Mind is a good game. Um, and then there's also uh, Just One if, for example, you're bonding as a family. So the the, the best recommendation when we do recommend, and I think that's what this... That's what 
separate our store compared to, for example, the generic board game store uh, is when people ask us what's the best for me, we always ask you what's your main goal or objective? Because if you don't have that, that main goal, then um, we might as well just give you anything, right? <laughs> Go ahead there. I found another game that I have, but you mm -hmm. also sell it. Yes, Dixit. Dixit, Dix yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Awesome. yeah. So, uh, Hans, part of the show, we ask people to show me the money. So mm -hmm. business-wise, like how, how can someone earn from this, from board games, other than selling their giant company for billions uh, <laughs> or the smaller people how can they earn from board games so um there are two uh ways that you can earn the money the first one is if you want to design a game so for example uh there is a game called politrix it was locally designed um the game is essentially you run as a as an aspiring presidential candidate uh of the philippines and you try to win against others so that's one uh, field that you can go into, board game designing. That Politrix, we've sold roughly about 4,000 copies uh, already. So, um, And board game designers, they operate on royalty. For every copy sold, they, they get a percentage. Think of it as passive income in, in, in the long run. Okay. Um, nice. Yeah. Um, there's also a huge demand for artists in, in the board game industry. Um, there are basically board game covers become artworks and then you get to put your own signature. Um, that's another aspect that you can get into. The last one on the business side is, well, you, you get to put up your store. To, to get, uh, exclusive, uh, we're putting up a board game experience store in 2022. We're converting, we're converting a, a cinema into a board game community hub. Um, wow. And the idea there is we will not earn from selling you board games. We're, we're going to earn from selling you a movie experience, but in a board game format. So wow. um, you, get, you get to buy the ticket, you get to come in, you get to experience an event, whether it's a murder mystery party, whether it's a Dungeons and Dragons role play event with, the, you, with your friends, or if you just want to play competitive gaming, or if you want to play... Uh, or if you want to have a good time with, with family or if you want to have a date, we'll have games all for that sort of genre. Uh, we, we call it the Netflix model where you, you just pay a, a, a small fee, you come in and you get to experience as much as you want in terms of content. Because board games are essentially content at the end of the day uh, and we can earn in, in different forms of revenue uh, on, on that aspect. Yeah. Wow. I want to ask you details about that, but I know it's <laughs> Wait for it. 2022. 2022. I'm excited yeah. for that, though. Yeah. yeah. That sounds well, like I'm a fun experience. I feel like that's what's lacking in the Philippines. Is, are those unique experiences? Because yeah. I feel like when you want to hang out with friends, when you want to do something, it's pretty much go to the mall. That's it. That's Pore. it. Mm -hmm. Right, there's miniature golf, there's go karting, there's, there, there's so many different things you can do. But here in the Philippines, I feel like it's the mall, that's it. So, it's the mall, so yeah. I, feel, I feel like experiences like that are really needed. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. yeah, so we're totally over time, yeah, so D, maybe you can, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so entertaining, Hans. Thank you so much, and then uh, for everyone listening, um, well. 
here's Hans. And if you want to be just like him, he's the best person you can look for in the Philippines for gaming and, of course, board gaming. Um, he started at 25,000 pesos long and he was able to expand this into something that will be revolutionary next year. So, abangan natin yun in 2022. Uh, one of the key points that I got from Hans is choose your passion. And I will rephrase it that way over money because money will eventually really flourish once you can focus on your passion and impacting people and bring to life your idea. And then um, what else? Uh, board games, guys, if you want to make a business out of it, you can find board games from 500 pesos to up to 25,000 pesos. And definitely you can make your own way of like entertaining people with it. Um, well, he also gave us the best games that you want for for now what is in now and i think it's inspiring also to hear from you because i know there is a need for more people uh like artists in terms of like designing games and also i like that you pointed out which i already knew but i i feel like a lot of people didn't know that yeah hans um thank you and um i'm really excited also to I myself want to take some games as I'm I'm going to the US on Monday. I want to look for some games I can do for bonding with families and I think it's a it's a great thing to do especially during the pandemic. Uh I really cannot hear you guys right now cuz my my internet went off so I'm going to let Vince do the closing and then Menez is here. Oh, uh, Hans um, and also one last wait, tip. Vince oh, can wait. you ask him for the last piece of advice since yes. <laughs> I'm kind of off here. Okay, Hans. Last piece of advice for our listeners. Uh, last piece of advice is um, fuel your passion. But after fueling your passion, look for the first crazy follower to help you make that passion come true. Don't worry about the money at the start, uh, but be prepared. So that that would be my last piece of advice for you. And then find, and then you, you'll find your own niche eventually. Okay, Hans. And how can people find you or Gaming Library if in case oh, they so, want to buy games or or get more advice from you or ask you what game you recommend for them? Okay. So uh, we're very active on Facebook and on YouTube. Uh, we go, we do a, we, we have a show called G Live where we stream uh, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday uh, in different show formats uh, where we do it on our Facebook page on, on Gaming Library. Uh, but we also have a YouTube channel called G Live Game Night. Um, we have a community group where you can just ask not just me, but also other like-minded individuals about board gaming. It's also called G Live Game Night uh, on Facebook. Uh, on Instagram, it, our handle is at Gaming Live. Um, and then if people want to reach out to me, uh, I'm also very active on Instagram at the show of hands. A-S-H-O-W-H-A-N-S. Yeah. So... Th that's how you get to reach out uh, to me. I'm always open to talking about ideas and meeting other like-minded individuals uh, as well. Okay, there Amazing. you go. Thanks, guys, so much. I think I think I, I'm a huge geek, and I think there's a little geekiness in Diana. So I think that's well, why the show went yeah. on a little bit long. <laughs> so yeah. So thank you so much to Hans uh, and Gaming Library. If you guys do want some games, do check them out. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, on behalf of Hans Gaming Library, I'm Vince Galongo from WhenInManila.com. And I'm Diana Menezes. And thank this you for was the Young Money Podcast. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you guys next time.
The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.